Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of My Athletic Compendium. Um, today we're going to talk about aerobic fitness. Last week we spoke about anaerobic fitness, its importance, where it fits in in sport. Um, so Max, why is aerobic fitness important? What is aerobic fitness? How does it differ? So aerobic fitness is different to anaerobic because you are doing an intensity to which you can sustain for a long period of time because mm -hmm. you can, uh, you're getting in oxygen quickly enough to be circulated around the body, go to the right muscles, go to the right areas. Um, so therefore you can sustain that sort of intensity for a long period of time. Right. Um, that's well, why is that important? Much. Why is it important? Because uh, it just allows us to, you know, if you play sport to, mm -hmm. to be able to last the whole game uh, without you know, getting fatigued and being unable to perform. Um, so, yeah, it's important to, to be able to last, you know, if you're playing football or rugby, to be able to last the whole game um, and, and be effective on the pitch without blowing out your hoop <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole time. Um, and it also helps with recovery from anaerobic bouts as well. So okay. um, the benefits that you get from aerobic training and conditioning mm -hmm. uh, can also help. Uh, so, you know, you, if you're doing like repeated sprints, like, or if you're playing a game of rugby or football, you know, you do several repeated sprints in a row and then you've got that capacity to reoxygenate, to get oxygen around your, uh, around your blood, uh, around, around your body. Uh, to reoxygenate your your muscles and just to make sure that you're recovering from those intense bouts, as well as just being able to generally get around around. So the it helps with like clearance of hmm. of lactate, I suppose. Yeah, that's what you're yeah. doing in the anaerobic side, aren't you? You're generating lactic acid. Yeah. So the aerobic side of things like helps you get better at eliminating those waste products. Yeah. And oxygenating your muscles. Yeah. Cool. How do you train for it? Um. So it's a steady state. So you can do this in uh, whether that's just in, in several different ways. You can do it obviously just by going on a long distance run mm -hmm. um, at an intensity that you know you can can sustain. Um, this is quite depending on dependent on you know how fit you are. So mm -hmm. one person you know might be able to train at a much higher intensity than another, but it's you know staying sustainable. Than another person so we might go on a, a five kilometer run mm -hmm. and you might be able to run it much quicker than myself um doubtful <laughs> doubtful well i can't run at the minute because my back but um but yeah but that, that, that can, yeah so that that it varies from person to person but mm -hmm. um how you do that is yeah you can go on a run you can do it on a bike you can do it on a rower you can do it swimming you can do it in, in many different ways um, but it's just doing it for a longer sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. um, you can do aerobic bouts. So um, as long as it fits within that sort of intensity um, below the lactic threshold. Right. So it's about picking a, a level that you can maintain hmm. for a long period of time. And yeah. obviously if you're working too hard, you know you're going to fatigue way quicker. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is something that you'll naturally be able to judge anyway. So say mm -hmm. say you go on a, a five kilometer run or a 10 kilometer run um, and you feel like, you know, you're, you're running at a decent pace and you're thinking, shit, I'm not going to be able to carry on doing this sort of mm -hmm. pace. And you naturally slow down. It's something that everyone everyone's able to do. Yeah. Um, and you um, get to a pace where you feel like you could maintain that for maybe half a, half yeah. a marathon, sort of yeah. 20 kilometers. Yeah. 
and and so um so yeah it's just something that you can manage yourself but mm-hmm. in terms of the actual you know because it's you know it's a, there's a threshold but but you know how you um what's the word the, the the training intensity that you should be training at for say rugby or football or whether that's you know you're a marathon runner mm-hmm. is going to diff like be different because although it's a, a sustainable pace you're going to be you know if you're training to be your anaerobic capacity uh, sorry your aerobic capacity for a game of rugby is going to be a different sort of pace to running a marathon because marathon runners are going to be working at a lower intensity mm-hmm. but for fucking hours yeah whereas, whereas rugby, rugby is 80 minutes it's 80 minutes there's no point in you going at such a low intensity that you can do it for hours because mm-hmm. that's not specific to a game of rugby right um so how do you train for that then let, let's let's pick let's pick rugby because it's slightly shorter than football hmm. but it's still 80 minutes and you get a little break in between yeah how, what sort of intensity are you working for how often are you training for aerobic fitness what sort of part of your let's say gym block are you fitting that in with so aerobic fitness is like is kind of not the priority when it comes to team sports because most team sports are repeated efforts of sprints yeah um with some sort of jogging in between that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. um so in terms of the difference like how you train your aerobic um, training for rugby in comparison to football isn't going to be too dissimilar because realistically 10 minutes difference in a game is not mm-hmm. massive yeah. um, rugby specifically but well rugby and football specifically um, in terms of like how you'd fit that into your like gym routine mm-hmm. is if you're training very consistently throughout the season you know you probably get that in mainly in the off season you want to kind of maintain that aerobic capacity yeah. f- for forever really mm-hmm. not just for health benefits but also you know you want to have that capacity going into pre-season mm-hmm. and then in pre-season that's when you start to ramp up the intensity within the within the sessions itself yeah obviously if if a person or if an athlete is particularly like struggling in that area mm-hmm. then obviously yes that's something that you would prioritize because you know, if you're not able to get around the park for, for the duration of the game, then you're, you're not, not you're not going to be effective. Um, and, you know, someone you're, someone else will get selected over you. But um, it's definitely something that you can work on in pre-season and during the season. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, you, you should already have that, especially if you're playing week, like every week. Yeah. Um, you should have that, you know, aerobic and anaerobic capacity because you're just playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone, let's say, getting back from an injury has been out the game for sort of six months, they mm. want to get back to match fitness. Yeah. Where would you start them? Obviously, let's say they're, they're continuing with their gym work. What block would you fit that aerobic fitness in with? And how often would you have them doing aerobic fitness? Yeah, so you would, um, you know, say they come back from injury or they're going, you know, starting their pre-season or whatever. Uh, they're starting their sort of journey, I suppose. Um, they would train aerobic first rather than anaerobic because mm-hmm. the, for a number of different reasons. The first reason being, you know, if they've just come back from an injury, they want low impact. They want something that's not going to, you know, be too taxing on their body. Mm-hmm. Um, to to build up that sort of low intensity sort of durability. Get that and, volume and up. Volume up, yeah, exactly. Um. So that that can be done with things like 
uh, one of our lads has just come back from injury now um, he's doing like longer distance what bikes uh -huh. um, so he's doing I, I could give him 10k 7k 5k 3k mm -hmm. on a bike with two minutes rest in between so it's quite like but these are on different days this is all in one session all in one session yeah, so it's quite you feel pretty much set to spend the hour on the bike more or less mm -hmm. um or not the hour maybe 45 minutes or so um and then i'll give him target times and he'll just try and hit those target times but it's good doing it that way kind of gives me an idea of what that athlete's capable of doing from the longer slog distances like 10k to down to three mm -hmm. but the reason why i do it on a what bike potentially is well this athlete could have come back from a lower body injury yeah um so it's no non-impact but it's also getting some volume through their legs which they've not had in a long time yeah, yeah. um so yeah we, we, it allows us to see where where he's at in terms of his long long distance and his 3k which is going to be like what a few minutes of work so it yeah. needs to be you know it's going to be quite a big big effort for that last one a lot um, higher intensity on those. Yeah, it's it's still you know going to be aerobic because you're still doing it over several minutes, um, but you know towards the end you are going to be fucking going for it on you mm -hmm. to get to get a decent time. So um, to that at that point it's going to go from kind of maybe an aero aerobic kind of uh, intensity and then you build it up into a point where you. So they're almost going from aerobic into a bit of anaerobic work within the same session. Yeah, that that that's like the nature of what we were doing in particular. You mm -hmm. know if. Um, you can do things like tempo runs where so so you'll be hitting a sp specific like intensity um so you know you know you, you're going to keep within that aerobic bracket mm -hmm. um but this is we were kind of testing what that player can do as an individual in terms of what times he's hitting so there is going to be an element of like the first bit will be a little bit more light like yeah you you manage it yourself really um with split times and stuff and it's good to again have that target that they can hit mm -hmm. for that that distance so that they know what like roughly what pace to be doing you know mm -hmm. um but yeah towards the end they will obviously start to ramp up the yeah, intensity yeah. and then to get a decent time um so what about running mm -hmm. what sort of distances for aerobic fitness is is beneficial for athletes that are playing rugby, that are playing football. Yeah. You know, is it worth them training marathon sort of distances? What's mm. what's the good a good sort of distance to be aiming for? So with this, um, is again team sport kind of thing again, I sort of specialise, I suppose, in rugby. Mm. Um, you know, you look at what distance you cover in a game and then you try and replicate that. Right. Um, or you know maybe give it, give a bit of a surplus. So you know you'd train to that intent uh, to that distance and 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 go from there. I'm not saying that you should be running for 80 minutes solid, but that uh, for you know for, for that duration of time, but that distance would be quite a good starting point. Right. Um, what's uh, roughly I can't remember off the top of my head like specific distances, but I think it's probably somewhere around four to five k, depending on what position you're in. Right. Um. So, but again, it's it's slightly different because you're not, you know, that four or five k during a rugby game, you're not mm -hmm. doing it just jogging. Long intensity. You know, so yeah, yeah. you're jogging, then you're sprinting, then you're yeah. But but I think yeah, in terms of you know, if you're starting, you know, coming back from injury or starting preseason or whatever, you'll be starting at that you know that kind of distance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing four or five k runs heading into preseason is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, just to get that. You know that endurance, I suppose. So you're not; it's not going to be such a shock to the system come pre-season. Yeah. Um, and it does. It will also have a bit of a correlation and have a similar 
physiological adaptations to what like to also help your anaerobic performance, which mm-hmm. you might have mentioned in the last episode. So, um, yeah, going back to that lactic acid clearance yeah. and the, and the, the yeah. oxygenation of your muscles because you've got a better blood supply. Hmm. Um, but in terms of because low intensity voluminous work like aerobic training mm-hmm. where players are going to be sort of gymming to, mm. to either work on speed strength power yeah what sort of block would you would you put aerobic fitness in because obviously like you said during season most people have got that fitness yeah. they've, they've built yeah, it up yeah. anyway your your match foot fit everyone yeah. will sort of know that expression where you're not really doing anything additional, but you, you're fine to play 80 yeah. minutes. What sort of block would you have someone in doing their aerobic? So building them into that sort of match fitness. You can do both, like in, in or like any block that you're in. You know, if 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 you're looking to be, you know, you, you can be a really powerful, strong athlete, and you you want to, you know, keep going with that, and you you, you know that's where your performance is best you know yeah um however if you're unable to last the 80 minutes then you can you can do both it's not optimal by any means but you can do both in an ideal world you know because you're essentially aerobic and anaerobic uh training yeah is quite high volt high volume isn't it mm-hmm. so you know linking that with high volume training such as hypertrophy training right because mm-hmm. that's high volume they kind of link hand in hand okay so again, in an ideal world, it never really works out that way. But you know, you'd you'd be in your hypertrophy block, mm-hmm. and you would do like for example, you know, we just come from the off season, um, and I've given the boys uh, a hypertrophy program. So they're going into pre season, you know, they're, having they're done like, a lot of volume, having done decent volume. So they're less likely to get injured. They're going to be somewhat fit, and they've linked that hypertrophy in their aerobic and anaerobic capacity. Mm-hmm. In that in that off season, so then we can go into pre season kind of already with a bit of a head start. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I said, it it, it can you can get to a point where you can do your um um you know your power and your strength training, but again, I just think it's not going to be massively optimal. I try and split it up and try and you know have them on separate days, for example. Or, mm-hmm. Um. But you just got to manage the, those intensities and those volumes so that the players are not going to get injured. Essentially, because yeah. the last thing you want is for them to be fatigued from a really long slogging, like what bike session or run or whatever, and then go in to do some really powerful mm-hmm. triple extensions or something. Um, which makes me think go go on to the you know if you're gonna do a gym session and a fitness session, you know which to do first. And mm-hmm. um, me personally, I would always recommend doing gym session first, and then go to do your. You know, have a bit of a break, have a refeed, have have a bit of you yeah. know, a rehydrate and stuff like that. Get your nutrition on board. Make sure you're recovering, yeah. recovering effectively. Which you know more more than me, but yeah, yeah. Um, that this is something that we would do is you know get them to do their weight session, whether that's power, strength, hypertrophy, whatever. Um, you know, have a refeed, have a you know hydration, and then go into your uh, fitness session, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and it's the same with your rugby sessions as well. We'd always try and get the uh, the skills session done, then go into weights, and then go into the rugby session in the evening because right. you you don't want to have that risk uh, risk of injury mm-hmm. if you're going to fatigue yourself by doing a training session like a rugby session, like a team session, 
um, or doing a conditioning session yeah. and then lift some heavy weights, it's obviously going to be you, this potential. Because you've seen to more yeah. likely to injure yourself. So, so those aerobic fitness sessions, mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let's say someone's come back from injury, they're in a hypertrophy block because they're on their way back to well they're in pre-season um you've you've got them doing some aerobic work they're in a hypertrophy block let's say they're training four times a week on a hypertrophy block how many aerobic sessions would you have them doing in a week how would you progress Hmm. you do them sort of like a 5k one week 10k another week how would you progress again so with you know if, if i wouldn't necessarily you know, if they're running 5k in the first few weeks, I wouldn't increase the distance because that's not specific to the game of rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, like I said, you know, in a, in a game, you're going to cover about four or five k depending on what position you are. Yeah. Um, so in terms of progression or progressive overload in, from an aerobic running capacity, I wouldn't necessarily increase the distance, but I'd try and get them to push for a better time mm-hmm. or... Um, I mean, better time is probably, you know, the easiest way of doing it, but then you can change the session up slightly so you can make it a little bit more, you know, if they are progressing and, and getting in the right direction, they're hitting good times for this, then you can start to focus more on that anaerobic capacity. Yeah. Because that really is the priority. Like, that is mm-hmm. the kind of more specific yeah. kind of fitness. So, Because um, once they get to a certain aerobic fitness, they don't necessarily need to be fitter, Yeah, but you need to be better at, clearing that lactic acid yeah. so you can repeatability go repeatability or yeah. being you know speed endurance so being able to sprint for a long period of time mm-hmm. in sevens is like particularly like that so would like one one run one what bike session a week you did ask that, suffice sorry. um i try and do a little bit more it, again it, it really depends this is why it's quite like strength and conditioning can get quite not complicated but you need to be, it's quite thought you need to be thoughtful with it because yeah. um you know, just, just running once a week and you're not doing any rugby training sessions or not playing is not enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, you, you know, you're doing one running session a week, but you're also doing two rugby sessions, two skills sessions and a load of gym, like then all of a sudden that is, that is quite a, a decent amount. Uh-huh. Um, if you're in pre-season, most, most people listening are probably semi-professional, so they'll be training on a Tuesday, Thursday, won't be playing games just yet. Yeah. Um, if the... The rugby sessions are pretty intense, which they normally are in pre-season. Then maybe getting another one or two runs in, you know. Um, but so a weekend make, run. Yeah, weekend run, but just making sure that you've got you know uh, sensible recovery days. Mm-hmm. I think, like me at the minute, I'm kind of looking into. Um, I, I'm kind of having a bit, spending a bit of time thinking about you know where to put those recovery days because. Uh, I like to have, me personally, this isn't like any scientific thing or anything, but I'll have like what I call a regen day. Yeah. So like a regeneration day. So that's like where you're doing active recovery. Yeah. You're over, you know, carb load, or not carb loading, but you're, you know, you're, you're eating sufficiently, you're mm-hmm. drinking loads, you're doing active recovery, you're stretching, you're foam rolling, like a regeneration mm-hmm. day. And then I'll have rest days, which is just where I, do, do my own thing, do nothing, just yeah. just enjoy my day and do whatever I want. Um, I'm kind of playing around with them and working what works best for my clients as well because mm-hmm. some, some of them are just on it and they and they love to have, you know, get in the gym even if they're not training properly, 
to which, you know, I have maybe have a couple of regen days and I'm thinking, okay, well, does that mean, you know, if they're really proactive with their recovery, can I give them an extra running session or mm-hmm. gym session? So a bit of a tangent that, but again, you just got to be sensible and listen to your body. You know, if you're doing... If you're absolutely season, knackered and yeah. you feel like you need a rest, chances are you probably need a rest. Yeah, if, if, you're, if two weeks has gone by and you've done two running sessions and two rugby sessions and you're starting to think, oh, fuck, I'm actually feeling a bit... Just you know, have a, have a week of just okay. I'll just do one running session, or you know, just do the rugby sessions. Yeah, uh, and then you can go again, and then you can kind of work out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Because it is very, very individualistic. Is that even a word? I don't know. But then you might find towards the end of pre-season you can up it a little bit and mm-hmm. do it more frequently, which is another way of progressive overloading. You know, you, you're still hitting the same distances, but you're doing it more frequently throughout the week. Yeah. Um, well, that sort of yeah. leads on to our next topic which we're going to talk about next week but the super compensation theory Mm -hmm. whereas if you're doing too much and you're constantly drilling yourself into the ground Mm. you're never gonna get that benefit are you of the actual work itself because you're not giving yourself that recovery but yeah exactly i think that pretty much wraps it up um in terms of you know that sort of Baseline, base, basic sort of stuff in yeah. it. We can go really in depth with it and go science mm-hmm. uh, but for now... We'll... well, there will be some more episodes coming up where we do go further in depth over the topics we've already discussed, but we obviously want our first load of topics to be that general, um, that general basis, that general foundations, so you guys as listeners can, can really understand the basics before we start diving into the, the deeper nitty-gritty stuff about it, so... Mm. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, we're going to be back next week and we're going to discuss that super compensation theory. You might find that we're wearing the same clothes if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> Point that out. I don't. <laughs> right, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Ta-ta. 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 Ta-ta.